The Funeral of Poole From the New York Daily Times, March 12, 1855 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. We have seen a great many very large popular demonstrations in this city at the funerals of great and distinguished men, but we remember none that exceeded in numbers that of William Poole, who was buried yesterday. The streets in the vicinity of his residence in Christopher Street, the large open space directly in front of his house, the windows, piazzas, and roofs of the adjacent buildings were crowded to suffocation, while Bleecker Street, Broadway, and all the streets in this city and Brooklyn through which the procession passed were lined by an immense multitude of spectators, whose appearance and demeanor were in the highest degree respectable and decorous. A stranger, knowing nothing of the circumstances of the case, would deem it strange that the death of a man celebrated for nothing but his propensities and faculties for fighting should call out a popular demonstration at least equal to that witnessed at the obsequies of Jackson, Clay, or Webster. Persons familiar with this city and the peculiar features of this case, however, will have no difficulty in finding an explanation less discreditable to our people than the naked facts would imply. Poole had a great many friends among the class to which he belonged, comprising not only the fighting men and rowdies of the city, but the butchers, mechanics, and working men at large. He had many good qualities, was bold and fearless in defense of his friends, lavish with money which he never lacked, and was so generally known to the great mass of the people that his death under any circumstances would have attracted attention and commanded sympathy. But the tragedy which ended his life was one of the most brutal and fearful ever known in our city. It startled the public mind more than any similar event that has occurred for years. A gang of ruffians had laid a distinct and premeditated plot to murder him. Half a dozen of them, armed with revolvers, assailed him when almost alone and wholly unarmed, and failing to provoke him by the utmost insolence they could use towards him, shot him in cold blood. His own behavior under the attack was forbearing and yet manly to the last degree. While he betrayed no fear, even in view of the fearful odds arrayed against him, he commanded his temper with unwanted coolness and submitted to the grossest insults to avoid a fight. His conduct contrasted with that of his ruffian murderers and was very different, it must be added, from his usual demeanor under similar circumstances, commanded no slight degree of public respect, and during the fortnight that he was suffering from his wounds, the public sympathy for him has been constantly increasing. But another element has had still greater influence in swelling the tide of public feeling. Poole was an American, and had taken an active part in the crusade against 
foreigners which still enlists so much of public favor. This crusade, powerful as it is in religious and conservative circles, is still stronger and more determined and earnest in the class to which Poole belonged. He and Heyer were among the fighting men of the American order as against the bullies of foreign birth, and this fact had very much to do with his death. It has been felt and believed everywhere that Poole was murdered because he was active in the organized Native American interest, because he was a very difficult man for the foreign rowdies to manage or to conquer. He has been regarded very generally as a martyr to the Native American cause, and consequently the most conspicuous among the organizations that attended his funeral were the chapters of the Order of United Americans to which he belonged, and the Protestant associations which act in sympathy and in harmony with them. And to this feeling more than any other are we inclined to attribute the immense popular demonstration of yesterday afternoon. The tragedy will result in good to the city if it is properly followed up by the authorities and the courts of law. The chief murderer seems to have escaped, and we have no doubt that he has done so through the connivance and aid of members of the police department. But other actors in the affair, men known to have been concerned in planning the butchery and putting it in execution, are in the hands of the law, and it only remains that the full measure of justice should be allotted to them. End of the Funeral of Poole Reader's Note Poole was the inspiration for the character of William Bill the Butcher Cutting, portrayed by Daniel Day-Lewis in Martin Scorsese's film Gangs of New York.